Hello. Hello, Nikki. How you doing? I'm well, thank you. Good morning. Good morning. I'm just waiting on one more person to join us. Okay. No problem. I'll just my buddy, you should join us in in no time. All right. No Hope you had a great night rest. I did actually. Yesterday was my birthday, so I spent it oh, with family. Happy birthday. Thank happy you. Yeah, we. I, I had a lot of birthdays yesterday to have one of our buddies. Um, happy birthday. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right, that's my man. Uh, okay, so um, let's get this started. I guess, I guess I guess we have a lot of our uh, April children. Mine is on the twenty first. Oh, mm, that's cool. <laughs> my younger sister is April too. Yeah, April kids yeah. are the best. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so guys, um. Thank you very much for joining me on another edition of uh, the Common Man podcast. Uh, it's been it's been quite real since I got this thing started a couple of uh, weeks ago, and um, both of you have been support. You've been quite supportive towards the project, and it was very important for me to bring you guys on to discuss this um, very delicate and sensitive issue. Um, and I must thank you guys for being so courageous to come on this particular platform to discuss, you know, your, to discuss issue, this issue as it affects you privately as well, you know, your private life. So, um, it's a very courageous thing you're doing and I hope all of the people listening to will learn from it. So, um, right. let me start by, uh, introducing you guys, um, Today we have Nikkei Votes, right? Yes, that's correct. Okay, okay we've got Nikkei Votes. Uh, she's a mother and um, a strong woman. She'll tell us more about herself as we progress. And we also have Anthony Opara, who is also a father of three. And um, both of them have been through marriages and i think uh anthony's currently going through a divorce while um nikki has gone through her divorce and uh the reason why we're discussing this particular issue today is because nigerians we have a thing with marriage and we also make divorce a big deal nigerians would rather die in a toxic marriage because we don't want to get divorced Nigerians would rather get married to anybody just because the society wants you to get married. So um, I feel like there's a there's a very, very um, strong issue that we as Nigerians need to sit down and discuss when it comes to our men, our women, our relationship lives and, you know, marriage and divorce and all that. So um, to kick off, I will say, Nike, um, what's your general take on marriage and divorce? Um, I, you know, I, I've always thought that marriage is a beautiful thing. I mean, my parents were married for so long until death separated them and they were, even until death, they were madly in love with each other. So for me, when I got into my marriage, that was how I, that was what I wanted. That was, you know, that was what I wanted for myself that was what I wanted for my children. 
Um, unfortunately, I realized that I was very naive because I didn't realize that in Nigeria, you know, there were also, you know, people out there that saw marriage very differently from the way I saw it. Um, I didn't realize that there were men out there that saw marriage as um, a woman who should be subjugated. And I'm not saying submit, I'm not saying submission because submission and subjugation are two totally different things. Um, there are men out there that want a woman to be beneath them. They want to lord it over her. They want to, it's, it's almost as if they want to punish her for whatever is wrong in their lives. And unfortunately, that is what I got myself into. So, you know, it really, it, it really turned out very bitter. But, you know, I still know that there are good, there are good marriages out there. There are good men out there. The thing with Nigeria is that we need to really, we need to really learn how to, you know, remove culture from marriages. And I'll explain our culture is very, very dehumanizing towards women. And, sure. you know, I, for one, I always tell people that I'm not raising my daughter so that she would be abused by somebody else's son. I'm raising mm -hmm. my daughter to be the best human being she can be, to reach for the stars. You know, I didn't give birth to her so that you can treat her anyhow you know and you know people use the excuse of culture to just go and abuse and violate somebody's daughter anyhow and you know we need to if we want marriages to succeed in Nigeria we need to disabuse ourselves of such cultures you know we really do Absolutely. And I agree with you uh, 100%. I'm sure, Anthony, um, you've got something to say about this? Yeah. Uh, first of all, I uh, want to thank you for having me on here. And uh, I appreciate everything you've been doing. You know, and uh, to uh, to Nikki, I totally agree with everything she just said. You know, um, when it comes to marriage, I look at it as a union. You know, it's between the husband and the wife. You know, and um, I just just as she said, I grew up watching my mom and dad, you know, and um, but then I end up going to a Western world, you know, and you find it that does the, the, the way the way of life there is totally different, you know, than the way you were raised here. So you try to, you know, infuse this in there and sometimes it doesn't go well. So now you have to learn that, hey, this was wrong you know so you have to now learn to leave to basically make your own life now build your own life make it better not just for you for the children also you know and um but sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but then again i come back here and i watch and i listen i learn and i see what happens here just as she said um that it's 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 more of culture you know, it's, you know, they, they, and they abuse it so much, you know, and I've been having this conversation, you know, with my father, my mom, you know, a couple of people here, you know, I've learned from my mistakes, 
uh, and then I try to I try to make better, but I, I see how it's done here, and I'm like, oh wow, you know, it's totally different here. It's like down here, I wouldn't say all, I would say some men don't know how to actually love their wives. Exactly. It, you know, it, you know, they don't know how to do it. You know, and they they feel like they go to work as long as they bring the money in, that's it. There's more to it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's the communication. There's the communication part. You know, you talk to her. You know, and you know, you do you laugh with her, do things with her. And there's this mistake that we as Nigerians, a lot of us tend to do, and it comes to that traditional thing. Uh, uh, for example, they they have they asked uh, this question, um, like you you're about to get married to a woman, and they ask they they bring up this question, um, if your mom or your or, or your wife, you know, was facing like a, a life and death situation. Who would you save? I know. <laughs> you know, I hate um, that question. Uh, it's so you stupid. know, the other day, yeah, the other day I was asked this question, and I looked. I was like, I'm saving my wife. Exactly. You know, they looked at me. They're like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah, because uh, my mom is done a part. She's played her role." Exactly. You know, <laughs> so this is my wife now. I'm not gonna. I said I'm not gonna get married to to my mom. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so this mm-hmm. I have a new life now. I have to move on now. You know, I said, "What if I?" I told him, "I said, what if I save my mom? My wife goes, and then I end up not able to marry again. <laughs> you know, because the one mm-hmm. I had was gone. <laughs> you know, so." Mm-hmm. They have this thing, you know, this mentality, and it's, it's, it's not right, you know. It's just something that people were raised, and I'm hoping that this cycle will break. But it's sad that you still see some of it in this generation. Yeah, exactly. You know, they well, still continue. Well, um, so what we're basically saying is that it's the Nigerian man. What about the Nigerian woman? What is in our culture that is not letting the Nigerian woman also, um allow herself to be loved or maybe not giving, not allowing the Nigerian woman, you know, to step up and say, Hey, I don't want to be a part of this tradition or this is what we need to do. <laughs> Cause I feel like, I feel like, you know, we can look at the Nigerian man, which I am. And I must admit that we come from a culture where we don't even know how to show love. Exactly. We don't even show love to our brothers or our sisters. Mm-hmm. How often do True. the Nigerian family, hug and, you know, kiss one another and be like, hey, I've missed you and all that. We don't do that. Yeah. We are from a culture of tough love. You you get me? A Nigerian man believes that if I get married and my girl does my laundries, that's that's a job. That's mm-hmm. what she needs to do. Yeah. Once I finish eating, she should be the one cleaning the plates exactly. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And once a Nigerian woman fits into that, it becomes tradition, it becomes culture. Mm-hmm. So what do sure. you think, Nikkei, that the Nigerian woman is doing or not doing that is encouraging this kind of menace. You know, the thing is, the Nigerian woman is a very, very complicated woman. She's basically of the very, very toxic culture that we have. The Nigerian, because when Nigerian men complain that, oh, yes, our women, you know, all they care about is money, that they're so angry, they're so this, they're so that. I agree. And the reason why I agree is because I see it. But then I also know what has caused it. I'll give you an example. You remember that 
whole issue of, you know, the lady who they claimed had two children for some banker and yeah, exactly. yeah. and you know Nigerian men kept on saying oh Nigerian women and always giving somebody else um, somebody else's child to their husbands and I said it on another platform with a group of friends I said do you know that um, women you know basically negotiating their wombs it's been happening from the beginning of time Women have used their wombs as currency to a better life. It's and you know that is what is we are seeing in Nigeria. It's not because Nigerian women are broken or they are evil. They are using their wombs to buy them a better life. You know, and you know if they feel that our, if they feel that let's say Tony is going to provide them a better life then they will take Jason's baby and give it to Tony and say, hey, Tony, you're the father, you know. So it's they are trying to survive. It's not a wickedness thing. It's a survival thing. Because our culture will just not allow you to thrive. I remember when I was working in Nigeria and there was a time, you know, I was broke. I just needed like, a little lift me up, you know, uh, it was, it was a little amount of money. And I went to a man I thought was my friend. And this man immediately, this was when I was younger and single. He immediately asked for sex. And I, he said that unless I give him sex, he won't give me that money. And it shocked me because I thought this person was my friend, but it just, you know, annoyed me how you know entitled he felt towards my body because I was a woman who was at meanwhile if his men if his male friends asked him for money definitely he wouldn't be asking for that so you know the culture around Nigerian women is so it's so toxic that it sucks all the joy out of them so when so you know they in turn also feed back that toxic energy into the culture and it just becomes a very vicious cycle. Hmm. So the question yes. is, uh, yeah, go ahead, Tony. Um, you, we're talking about a country that, oh, you know, um, they, it's more of a, I'm here. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Go ahead. So, we're talking about a country that uh, they don't respect women. Hello. I mean, that's just plain and simple. Uh, uh, can you hear me? Hello, Nick. I can oh. hear you. I can hear both of oh, you. Okay, sorry. I, um, okay. Sorry, I, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. So we, we we so we're talking about a country that you know they um, I, does I not respect. Know, they don't acknowledge like... women. No, it's um, you... it's me. Tony's trying to say something, uh, Nikkei, so uh, go ahead, Tony. Yeah, so um, when it comes to when it comes to women, you know, just as you said, they, they, we, it's like, it, I, I'm not going to say this for all men because I cannot say all men because there are good men out there. You know, there are good men that say, you know what, that this has to change. But I will say that a lot, a lot still think that a woman belongs to the kitchen. 
you know that's just how they look at a woman and then when you keep when you keep treating a woman this way from birth she grows up she then starts believing that this is just her role you know that this is just her role like nobody can speak up for them you know so it's it's not it's not a good thing you know so i i, I look at it that it, a lot of this has has to change and it's good you know it'll be good that if if a man comes in and says okay starts treating the woman in a whole different ways and then she sees it like hey what is this i've never been treated this way you know that this is just how i've been treated so i have i've been treated so sometimes we just have to look look at things in a whole different perspective okay some well, women let, let me look at let, let me say let me say this um while I was uh, at the law school in Nigeria, um, we had this court attachment and we had to go to either the criminal court or civil court or family court or something like that, just to, you yeah. know, to learn how the procedure works. All right. I was in the criminal court, but I will go to the family court because it was damn busy at the family courts. And that was when I realized that a whole lot of marriages in Nigeria are going south. Okay, a whole lot of people in Nigeria are getting divorced. We only get to see the wedding invitation when they're getting married. We see the wedding pictures. Then two or three years later, we don't see these guys in public together anymore. They don't even show up together anymore. They're already divorced or separated and all that. Now I'm beginning to think a whole lot of people get into marriage in Nigeria not because of love, strictly for yes. convenience sake. So a man wants a maid, that's why he's getting married. A woman wants someone that's going to provide for her, that's why she's getting married. At the end of the day, they go into that uh, union and they are both empty. How do we move from a tradition of not loving to loving? We It starts from our children. I mean, with my children, I always tell them that if you feel that I'm not, you know, hugging you enough or telling you how much I love you, you know, let me know. Because, I mean, sometimes I, I forget, I get busy. It starts from us at any given opportunity. We tell our children, I love you. You're the best. You're the smartest. You're the prettiest. You're the most handsome. Constant positive affirmations. Constant positive affirmations, no matter what, Const constantly holding them, hugging them, kissing them. I We have to get our children used to positive affection. And that way, they can pass it on to the next person. Absolutely. Now, Tony, I have a question. I have a unique question for you. Um, you were married to uh, to a white lady, right? An American. An American, yeah. Um, yes. Like, I've dated a couple of um, Westerners myself, and I know that they're quite uh, loving people, like, you know, if they really want to show you, shower you love and all that stuff. They shower yes. you love. Um, would you say it was the Nigerian guy in you that was uh, responsible for not, you know, being able to... Um, handle the situation or whatever happened, or there were more complicated situations that is just beyond being a Nigerian alone. Because a lot of women 
statistically abroad right now, a lot of women will say they'd rather not date a Nigerian or Jamaican because they believe that, that. Yeah, because they believe that if you date a Nigerian or Jamaican, there's uh, your chances of becoming a single mom is very very high. Yeah. So would you say um, it was in your situation? Was it the stereotype that um, that uh, caused the situation, or they were just more more to it? There's just more to it. It wasn't. It wasn't Nigeria. I could say from the beginning of the marriage, um, I had that issue, and she had to let me know, you know, and I had to learn. I was willing to learn. I did not let that pride get to me, you know. And I had, I, I had to. It's, it's more like I had to do an inventory check on myself, and I was like, "Wow, this is what I'm doing." And I noticed that this is what like my 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 folks back back in Nigeria did, or something like that. And I had to learn that this is not right, and I trained myself to change it. But in the long run, it was the stupidity in me, me as a man, you know. I, I take responsibility for my own actions, and it wasn't it wasn't anything Nigerian, you know, something like that. It was just, it was just me focused on work and other things, you know, the mess up. So I I I, I made sure that I I didn't let that whole Nigerian culture, you know, dictate how I live and how I raise my children or anything like that. Uh, so. Coming back here, you also realize that well, it's a whole different thing, and people look at me like, you know, that when I even speak to something, something like marriages, I'm like, they're like, no, that's just the American way. That's what they tell me, yeah, you know. So it's not about, I, it's not about the Nigerian in me or anything like that. It's just myself, my mistake, you know, my own actions. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it had nothing and. In time, we can go into it. I don't mind even sharing because I like sort of people would not make the same kind of mistakes again, you know, in the future or something like that. Yeah, yeah man, bro, if you if you feel comfortable sharing, man, we're all years, man, because I would like to learn yeah. as well. And that's what this platform is about. Yeah. So so it's it's more of a it's more of a like I said, the, the communication part. You know, I did I did everything, you know, whatever worked, paid bills or whatever it is. But I spent more time, you know, more on like TVs, watching games, not spending enough time with the family, with the wife, especially, you know, and it was causing a whole lot of issues. Yeah, you were there, thinking, but you were was, not there. Uh, yeah, I was there, but I was not there, you know, so I thought, you know, since I provided that it was all good, you know, but mm -hmm. it wasn't, you know, you know mm -hmm. there's, there's more, there's more to it than marriage and everything, you know, and then whenever we had issues, I was the one that like I swept it under the rug you know, I, I kept quiet. I didn't want to talk about it. And mm. I was like, Oh, it's okay. It's okay. You know, later, later, but it just, I didn't know that me not talking about it, you know, was just building up to a whole disaster later on, mm. you know, and all, all it just took was what one, just one day, one time bump. And it just went off just like that. You know? So that's why now I looked at it down. And then like, she, like she said, you know, when it comes to the children, it's good to teach them from get-go, learn mm -hmm. to love, to be patient, you know, to communicate. communication. Yeah, and it's not just communicating, it's the tone at which you would communicate. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a, a lot of Nigerian people, it doesn't matter, man, woman, when they talk, it's like a strength you would think they're fighting. 
Yeah, you that's, know, you that's, think that's, that's Nigerian in us. You know, when we're talking generally, we're just talking about football, Manchester United or Man City. And we, it, the white people think that yeah. we're fighting just because, you know, yeah. the tone and, you know, and now we're talking yeah. all that. You know, and then, you know, you know and it, so you have, when you start, when you start not knowing that when you do these things, your son watches you, he learns from you, you know, mm-hmm. and then he takes the same thing over. You know, when 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 somebody when somebody watches the way they speak to their daughters and then they have this low self-esteem, you know, it's good to encourage our children, you know, to yes, let them know it, that, hey, go ahead. That's true, because if you if you see if you treat your wife with respect in front of your daughter, your daughter will know that there's a standard. So yeah, no guy she has out there. By. Yeah. No guy out there is going to treat her anyhow because she sees the way her mother is being treated like a queen by her dad. So she's not going to become a hoe or just, you know, she's not going to have any, uh, you know, self, uh, no self-esteem and all that stuff, you know? And yeah. um, I hope that my yeah. Nigerian guys that's, uh, that's managing to listen to this will learn from this as well because a whole lot of Nigerian guys, yeah, and he kept listening, listening to what Nigerian guys were doing. I don't know since when you left Nigeria, you know? Nigerian guys, they finish from, they, they wake up early, as early as five o'clock, leave the house and, you know, go into traffic and mm-hmm. they're at work. They're at work all through, then they finish from work, they're back in the traffic forever. And instead of them to go back home so that they get back, you know, to the neighborhood, mm-hmm. they don't do that. They go to the, to the pubs, to the beer okay. parlors, so have, you know, drinks and all that stuff. Their kids are already in bed by the time they get home. They eat. Some of them are just even too, they've got whiskey dicks, too drunk to even make love to their wives and all that. And, um, you know, they still come out every day and still telling us that, oh, I'm a big man. I'm a this, I'm a that. Then, then something happens. Maybe the wife becomes um, unfaithful or one thing or another comes up because the man has not been Mm -hmm. paying attention. Exactly. They lose their they lose their pride, they lose their mind, lose yeah. their heads and everything. But I'm but I'm still surprised that Nigerians, after messing up a great relationship and all that, still find it hard to get out of relationships. Like a man will not divorce his cheating wife just because he does not want the uh the society to laugh at him. But meanwhile, he's already a joker <laughs> to society. A woman does not I, want I to leave to a cheating. Yeah. You know? You say what? And I have something to say on this, actually. Um, This is, I'm actually, there's two young couples. I I, I know the guy. We grew up together, you know, and they actually having serious problems right now. And I see them, they come, you know, talking to my dad and my mom. And I overheard them, you know, they were talking and everything. And right from get-go, I knew, I was like, okay, I can see what's going on here. You have this one dude that is a traditionalist. And then you have this girl that is a city girl, you know, and this culture, it's like this dude wants this girl to just be in the kitchen, you know, and this girl wants to also live a life. So she wants to be able to do something, you know, and then I listened to the advice from both my parents, which I can say that I did not agree with, you know, my mom, my mom comes from the point she, she had this view of hey, that the girl needs to be patient and not say anything, you know, basically just, like I say, just take it up the, the traditional ass. African mother. <laughs> yeah, just you know, just take it up the ass, you know, whatever it is. And and then you have my dad, because when the girl tries to speak up, my dad is like, Oh, that the man, you know, that the man is a man of the house and this, 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 that. So all I did was I just kept quiet. 
whenever they were done, I called them aside when they were leaving and I spoke to them. You know, I spoke to them. They tried to talk. I was like, hey, let me finish. You know, I'm going to let you guys, you know, talk, whatever it is. But I said, I don't know what's going on. I said, but for you guys, number one, I'm going to tell you this. Whatever is going on between the two of you, nobody's going to fix it. The two of you have to decide what you want to do. You know, you guys, I said, from the way you guys are going, you know, you guys are going towards that divorce part. You know, and this guy, this one is like, oh, but we don't want to get divorced because of the children. And I looked at them, I was like, how selfish are you guys? You're saying you're staying in here because of the children. So did you guys ever think about the children? What the children are seeing you guys go through? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was like, I was like, it's not, it's not right. It's like, well, people, they were like, well, people are going to say, I said, people are going to say. Mm-hmm. I said, what are people saying right now? <laughs> you know, forget yeah. about it. You yeah. know, and they, they have this thing, you know, always. I said, I, I looked at the dude. I said, you were supposed to be pleasing your wife, not people. I said, she, oh. you're supposed to be pleasing your husband, not people. Absolutely. You know, you guys are here worried, you know, worried about what people say. And I said, people are always going to say something. And if it's not working out, look at it. Ask yourself, what do you guys want? And the guy says, Oh, he does not want to reconcile, but he wants the wife to be there in the house. And this, Dean, this guy actually seized her phone. And I looked at him. I was like, "Dude, what the hell? You uh, seized your wife's phone." Will be going, you'll be going outside and buying phones for <laughs> exactly. other women as well. You know, and I was he, like, "You see," I said, "You seized a grown-up's phone, not your child. Your your wife, your wife. You seized her phone." Yes. <laughs> hey, Nika. I was like, yes, I, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nika. What would, what would you advise women in such, you know, toxic relationships? Like, instead of, you know, um, going to cheat on a man or staying with a man that's nothing but a drunk or just, you know, you're just in a relationship that's not working, how do we get the Nigerian woman to become courageous enough to step forward and say, hey, you know what, I don't want my children to see you beat me all the time or see us argue all the time. It's time for me to pack my bags and leave. How do we get the well, Nigerian woman I mean, to that first level? First of all, we need to address the Nigerian judicial system because the Nigerian judicial system is not favorable to women when it comes to divorce. I mean, the woman has to prove that she's True. able to provide for those children. So before she can even get custody of her kids, she has to have her own home. She has to be able to prove to the judge that she can pay their school fees that she can, you know, feed them. And, you know, we're we're talking about a society where women are severely underpaid if they even are able to get jobs. And, you know, it's going to be very hard for women to leave marriages when even the judicial system is not encouraging them. We're not even talking about the traditional system now, the cultural system. Even the judicial system does not allow them or does not encourage them to walk away from that marriage. Almost like the Nigerian woman is trapped in a very bad, very toxic marriage. Now, if it is Nigerian women in America or in Canada, or even you have more favorable judicial systems, but then we are now talking about money. These, I mean, I know that if it wasn't for the help of my family, it would have been very hard for me to pay for my divorce, you know, because those things cost money. 
And, you know, we're still, you have to deal with a lot of paperwork. Sometimes the woman may not even have mm-hmm. the time to take off work, to even go for her trials, you know, because she may, she may have a job that is not that flexible with, you know, with, with PTO. So, you know, getting a divorce, no matter where you are, it's hard, it's expensive, and it's just draining. So, but, mm-hmm. you know, what women mm-hmm. need is, is support. First of all, if we could just, ad- if we could address the traditional systems, and this is, the onus is on men to address that traditional system. Men speaking out to other men. When you are together and you hear another man saying rubbish about his marriage, about his woman, call him out. Don't give such men any safe space. Don't give, don't allow, don't don't be their sounding board. If men know that they no longer have support for the rubbish that they say, or they do, they will change. They will they will tone mm-hmm. it down. So you know, while it will take a while to fix the judicial the judicial system, we can start work with that. Men calling out other men, and then you know it's going to be easier, you know, to you know fix this once we start checking ourselves. Absolutely. I agree with you. Right now, I'm calling out all my guys listening to this. All of yeah. you that go to the beer parlor and stay there till after 8 o'clock. You better oh. start going home and pay attention to, oh, your, to your families. How many marriages yeah. those beer parlor advisors have destroyed? They have destroyed so many marriages. You know, <laughs> you know and how do you take marital advice, you know, from a drunk? How? This person does not know what they are saying. Why are you taking marital advice from them? You know, so it's amazing. It, it, it was crazy, you know, because I was like back in Nigeria, you know, um, my friends at the beer parlor, they'll be nagging me and be like, hey, colleague, go and get married. You're too old. You're not getting, ma- you're not, you should be married. And I'm like, oh. you're drinking here with me. At this time of the day, when you're supposed to be at home with your family, what if I sneak behind you to go sleep with your wife? Because I know you've not been doing nothing. You know, that's how evil starts. And people should, you know, like if you if you don't want to get married or you don't know the challenges that comes with marriage, don't do it. Don't do it. And if, yeah, and if you've stepped into it, and you see that this thing is overwhelming. It's, it's never too never late to too pull late. out. It's never too late. I mean, it's never too late to say I made a mistake. But, you know, we we just need to fix the support systems to make it easier for people to step out. You know, we, we need to figure out mm-hmm. how to support both men and women to make it easier to, to step out of bad marriages. Now, of course... You know, whatever I'm saying, the the Christian brigade will come for my head. But it's the truth, you know, because, you know, a lot of people are dying in toxic marriages. And I'm speaking for both men and women, you know. 
there are a lot of good men out there that are being, you know, drained and destroyed by bad women as well, you know. So, I mean, they mm-hmm. need support as well. These men are also staying in those marriages for those for their kids, you know. So we just pay. How do how do how do you balance well in the Nigerian situation though, um, the kids? How do you consider the kids? You know, in a divorce, I'm because I've seen mm-hmm. how it's done abroad. Yeah, and you know they look at the most comfortable parents. Usually, the kid ends up with the with the mom. But Nigeria is a place where the man is um has got the power and all that stuff. Usually the woman gives yeah. up her career to get into a marriage. So she's usually mm-hmm. trapped in all that stuff. So this is the problem oh. that this this is a problem that we'll continue to have because um just as you said in abroad, they have, you know, display custody, but they tend to go they it favors a mom, but then they still have that joint display custody, you know. But down here you know, it, 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 it more, it does, it's not more of even a favoritism. It's more of like they dictate. The man's like, I'm the father, so the children get to be with me. And then when they get the children, they're not even the ones raising the children. You know, they, they just basically, they get the children. Them. Yeah, and they just drop There's the children no off to their mom. The children, exactly. Yeah, or something like that. You know, so uh, this, this, think, you know, now, you know, whenever we're talking about divorce, we should give the children to the person who has the most time to take care of them, to monitor them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I, it's, in... go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So it's it's just something that we have, as as she said, you know, we as men, we need to we need to really speak to one another, you know, and we have to actually cut the pride off. That pride, that thing that is holding us down, get rid of it. You know, try to listen, not just listen, try to understand what was what each of us is saying. You know, that this is not just for us, no more, it's for our kids, their future. You know, we want we want them to be better. We want them to do better than us. Yeah, yeah so absolutely. It, and so it's it's well, never gonna change. Absolutely. Well, it's a, been a very, very um, interesting topic, and I definitely know that this is not the end of it. Uh, when the Christian <laughs> Brigade comes for you, Nikkei, uh the Common Man podcast will be here to support you. And I'll tell you this: I'm a Christian, and I'm not. When they come for you, they don't actually know what they come in. They don't understand. You know, they really need to understand. Because as a Christian, I, I cannot tell somebody like because you're married that just stay in there even when somebody's beating you up. No, you know they try to quote you know the Bible and everything, but then they miss they they they, they really don't understand a lot. You know it's not it's not saying that you need to be in there even if you're being killed. You know they're beating you constantly and everything. No, you know if you know that you're not longer safe in there, walk away. You know walk away. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's got nothing to do with religion. Exactly. It's, got, it's just got to do with life. Yeah, exactly. It's got to do with survival. You know, and as to the ma- as to the marriages, as to the as to the young ones, I will tell you, you know, when you get married to somebody, try to know this person. You know, don't do something out of this matchmaking. You know, they bring up a picture to you and say, OK, this is who we brought for you to marry. And, 
you know, this and that. And, you know, you just don't know who, what you're getting into. You know, it's good to date somebody, know the person, understand what t- makes them tick, you know, communicate, laugh, whatever it is. And then you know that, okay, it's time now that this is who you want to be with. You know, don't do it out of a, a pair of pressure just because your friend is getting married, you know, and, and then to the ladies, they say, oh, our mates are getting married, you know, this and that. It's like, okay, what if they're getting married? Maybe it's not your time yet. You know, try to get to know somebody first before you get married. And I think it's the pressure in the Nigerian society too. They'll be like, oh, you're 30, you're not married. You're 40, you're not married. They just yep. pressure people into Do they even ask crazy people, marriages. Are you mentally yeah. ready for marriage? Are you financially ready for marriage? They don't bother asking them. They just force them in. They pressure them into marriages and then they end up with the wrong person. Yep. You know, it's it's so it's so sad, but well, I hope that you know, speaking about situations like this, because that's another thing about Nigerians. No, nope. we don't talk about things enough. When it comes to the issue of divorce, everybody will keep quiet. Like, you know, it's okay for them to share the wedding pictures, but they will never tell us that they got divorced. Um, I think it was an Indian girl that in the UK that started the trend, like yeah. after she got divorced, she threw a party. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just let the world know that, hey, yo, I'm free. I'm free. I can't kill myself. I, I, I cannot die I in this situation. You know, yeah. so... And <laughs> we, we, we as, as Nigerians... Divorce, more needs to happen because I think that, you know, divorce is such a thing of shame in Nigeria. I actually have relatives that don't uh, talk to me anymore yep. because I decided to get divorced. So, you know, it's... Yeah, I know. That's so, good readers. Yeah, they they, they look at it like you on outcast. We need to break that stigma. We need to break it because people are dying in toxic marriages. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I totally agree. I agree with you guys, yo. Well, um, it's early morning in Canada. Well, uh, where are you exactly, Nika? My dad's house. <laughs> Yeah. All right. That's on you're on the East Coast. It's early morning. Yeah. I bet my own boy is trying to get ready in the <laughs> afternoon to watch um some good games, right? Man City. <laughs> yeah, word. So um th- I- I'll say that this is just part one of this particular issue. We're still gonna get sure. enough feedback over this. So I'll be glad to have you guys back on so we can, you know, uh we can dig in even deeper until we start making changes sure. one person at a time. Come back on. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, All too. right then, guys. So All I'll right. let you get to your to your day. Um, thank you for listening, people. It's been another wonderful thank episode you. of the Come On Man thank podcast. You, All right. Stay okay. safe. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, guys. Yeah.